Hola, mi gente, and welcome to Stays Crunchy and Milk. If you have questions or comments, queries, statements, or otherwise, we have multiple ways to be reached. Twitter is, of course, the best way for those that need instant gratification, and the show's Twitter feed is at Skimpod. That is S-K-I-M-P-O-D. That's where I like to fight. For the more patient amongst you, the email address for the show is podcast at statescountrymilk.com. That's crunchy being spelled with a K. We're available via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and a partridge in a pear tree. And of course, the website, statescrunchingmilk.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show. And a band plays on here at Skim. And to that end, we provide to you a pod podcast, a musical discussion podcast built on a hip-hop foundation. And you know what? It's dope. Our personal Twitters are Tatum216, Lunchbox2099, your host, the Internet's Tayrell713, and me, well, damn it, I'm the real ODP. Radio, TV, and even the press say what's the meaning of V-A-P-O-R-S. The meaning of this word, without no doubt, means nobody wants to be there when you're down and out. Once you're established and got lots of money, everybody want to be your buddy and honey. Like tall builders, they call skyscrapers. Can you feel it? Nothing can save you, for this is the season for catching the vapors. And since I got time, what I'm going to do is tell you how this spread throughout my crew. Well, you know T.J. Swan, who sang on my records, make the music nobody beats the biz, well, check it. Back in the days before this began, he used to try to talk to this girl named Fran, the type of female with fly Gucci wear, with big truck jewelry and extensions in her hair. When Swan tried to kick it, she always fessed, talking about, nigga, please, you work for UPS. Since he was no type of big drug dealer, my man TJ Swan didn't appeal to her. But now he truck gold and wear fly ballet boots, rough leather fashions and tough silk suits. Now she stopped fronting and wants to speak and be coming to all shows every single weekend. To get his beeper number, she be begging please, dying for the day to get skis. She caught the vapors. Hello, welcome to it. Stay Scratch Your Milk, episode 402. And we doing this shit remotely again. And I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm joined by my best friends. It's Tatum 216. Buck, buck, buck. Slushbox 2099. I want to play a game. And my homeboy, the real ODP. And I don't want the world to see me because I don't think they'd understand. Whenever things made to be broken, I just want you to know who I am. Oh, man. That seems sad now that you just said that. <laughs> that was such a good album, though. That is a... I don't like the way that just made me feel. It's a sad oh. song. What song is that? Uh, Irish Pipe. Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, which I just found out about earlier this evening when I was like, what the fuck is the Goo Goo Dolls? The- <laughs> I've heard of the Goo Goo Dolls. I don't know any of their songs, though. What in the hell is a Renazia Wedger is how I felt, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're welcome to explain the joke to everybody, but uh, I'll leave that. Down. They were, uh, I think, at their peak when I was in high school. They were at their peak when I was in high school. How is that possible? I mean, y'all wrong. You, one of y'all could have <laughs> been a senior, and one of y'all could have been a freshman. Ah, like what? What year did Dizzy Up the Girl come out? I don't know. I just know that song is from the uh, okay. uh, City of Angels soundtrack. Iris was released in 1998, so... My senior year. 
So I all right. So I was listening to Dizzy Up the Girl in like 2001. So I guess I was like keeping their album alive three years later. Ah, yeah. Because I remember when I moved to like my in with my dad and went to a different high school. That was when I was in tenth grade, and I didn't have any friends because I didn't know anybody out here that year. So I just listened to like music a lot, and that was one of the albums that I used to listen to like all the time. Hmm. Uh, I didn't get y'all hear this, y'all. My my patron people, y'all would have gotten y'all episode for uh, July. And with that information in that episode is the drink of the summer as we developed last time we uh, recorded uh, some We Trots. And I am currently drinking the drink of the summer. And goddamn, I said goddamn. Mm-hmm. I wish I was drinking a drink of the summer, but I'm drinking a beer. Wait, 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 wait. Google Dolls were formed in 1986? This, that know. man is almost, it's been around almost as long as I have been alive. Holy shit. Maybe that means they were like, you know, just like a local on the local scene before they blew up. When was their first big hit? Uh, let's see. I- Iris is the first song I know by them, so. Same. Uh, uh, their first album was dropped in 1987. Then they had an album in 1989, an album in 1990, 93, 95. Then 1998 was the year Dizzy Up the Girl came out, which is the only album of theirs I know of. Hmm. And I love that album. Like, it's like. I just never listened to any other Google Dolls music. Then they have an album in 2002, 2006, 2010, 2013, 2006, 2019, and 2020. I wonder, so I wonder if you should check out some of their other work and see if, how, what, it, what it do. 13 studio albums, and I only know of one. Wow. <laughs> I feel kind of like a shitbag for that. You, you like so the Google Dolls is two dudes. Well, yeah, like it, the, they've had, there's two guys that have been in the band the whole time, and then they had uh, a drummer from '86 to '95, and then they replaced him in '95 with another guy who left in 2003. That's the thing about bands that like always gets me is like there's like the original members, and then they swap out people, so it's like a different configuration. But they're still called the same thing, you know. It's like like a sports team trading out players, like like the Cavs, you know, losing LeBron. They were still the Cavs. They didn't have LeBron. Be like Metallica losing like Lars and replacing them, but then they're still Metallica. It's kind of like it's weird to me. What is that? It, it was a uh, it was the the philosophical thing that uh, Vision mentioned in WandaVision. Yeah. Oh, the the boat of thesis. It was a thesis boat. Okay, so when I when I learned the thesis boat, I learned I was I was taught that without being told it's thesis boat, I was taught about a car. And the and the, and the what, what the question which presented to me was that technically it is possible to replace every single piece of a car that you that you own. You own a car, and it's possible to have replaced literally every single component of a car. And if you manage to do that, is it still the same car? And that's what the that's the, the you know the idea hmm. of, the, the, of the boat the boat thesis boat or whatever is as well. It's, it is uh it is quite possible to replace every single plank of wood on a boat, and if you do that, is it still the same boat? If you replace everybody in the band, is it still the same band? You know, it yeah. works. That's what happened to Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, and the Temptations. We ain't gonna be talking shit about Khloe Kardashian. Both Khloe contain Kardashian a lot of black men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking shit about her. I'm just stating uh I'm just making a joke. I didn't make a joke at her expense. Tristan Thompson. 
How are you treating a woman like that? Let me just get it. Ooh, tastes like mayonnaise. I'm just saying that guy needs an open relationship, but does he want an open relationship? Does he enjoy cheating? Maybe she just makes it fun. Uh, Please. I would like to know uh, how. (laughs) Maybe, um, I don't know. You ever dealt with somebody or been in a situation where it's like, they don't get right or do right until like you like, well, I'm fucking leaving. If you don't get your shit together, like maybe she level up her game every time he cheats. Ah, he gets a little something special in the bedroom every time he cheats. Uh, maybe a or little just something whatever. special. In general, is what I guess is what he's saying. Not necessarily, you know. She makes some twice baked potatoes. Yeah, last time you made chicken Caesar salad, I cheated with Angie. <sighs> I mean, that is how a natural hot chicken was developed. So I mean, shit goes From cheating. Out. She, uh, she, she's the one who invented Nashville hot uh, catfish. Nashville <laughs> <laughs> hot catfish. Uh, I'm writing it down, ch- but I don't know if it's gonna stick. I'm just that right now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like a real. I, I, I wasn't aiming to get an episode name, but I can see why people want to listen because of it. It made me chuckle. That's why I, I, today's episode got titled "How We Got Titled." Simply because, and that's like it was almost at the very end of the show when you said it, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's funny as fuck." And that is how today's episode was titled. <laughs> so it goes that oh, I guess I owe you guys an apology, you the listening audience. You just missed a whole week because uh, we took a week off, and the show that I we had recorded had some editing difficulties that your boy was was very challenged on. And then when I went and did some tickling around. I was not so challenged. I was not so challenged on. As it turns out, the new recorder puts out a uh, a, a, a fully baked show in a different folder. One folder is where our individual tracks are, and another folder is where a composed show sits. The composed show didn't have the echo issue at all because it composed a single show. Sounded great. I edited one thing out of that show this week. One thing I had to listen to the entire show to make sure I didn't notice something out. But uh, uh, Aunt said his uncle's name, and he was like, "Wait a minute, my uncle." And I had to go edit the part out where he said his uncle's name. That Damn it! It was a clean as edit. I had to put Box's uh, song at the beginning, Box's intro at the beginning, the episode, edit that bit out, and and and, it, and the outro was already baked in when we when we used the the new recording setup. So when it was all said and done, it was a way easier edit. When we first started it, it was a bad look. It, it was, it, it was, it was, uh, Gabe was so quiet on that episode, which you will notice, that his microphone was picking up the entire everybody else's. Oh. I shouldn't have much to say that episode. I know. We were talking about shit you had nothing to talk about, so it's cool. Like every time y'all talk about football. <laughs> we don't really delve too deep into football on this. No, we don't. Some, sometimes. True. And last week it was TikTok, and Gabe was like, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I made a point to tag just about everybody we spoke about on the episode on the on the on the Instagram uh, post of the show today. So I hope tag team you. back again. Big CT nah. already liked it, so I fuck with it. Well, you and you and Anthony are on TikTok now, and I've been sending you guys uh, some some hits. I yes. actually just opened it because I don't open it enough, and I saw that you had it sits up. So I, I certainly will have to get in there and uh, and take a look. If my wife wants me to see something from TikTok, she will uh, send a link in uh, uh, via text. Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. I just like well, having I like having the actual app because it just it makes it easier for me to send it to them because then I don't have to copy it and then go open up the text messages. Like it's two clicks; it's just share and then I click their name. 
Yeah, me um me and Lunch were having a conversation that we didn't finish. Um and I think it's a pretty good um you know, segue into the show. Well, all right, so in my defense, if you said anything else, TikTok doesn't send me push notifications. So like I, I uh if you replied, I I I haven't been in the app since this afternoon, so well, we were talking about um, breaking spaghetti, and you were saying oh, you were yeah. conflicting about it. What are you conflicting <laughs> about breaking spaghetti? It's it's weird to me because my whole life, spaghetti noodles have been a certain length. Yeah. So it, it's confusing to me on that. But then also, it, it would change the whole complexion of the dish on the plate because then it's like these little bite-sized noodles – that like how how do you twirl that? If they're half the size, you're not going to be able to get a good twirl on the fork. Ah. <laughs> like well. you need you need that length to get that spiral. Okay. If you break your spaghetti, Aunt? hell yeah, I break my spaghetti. I got little ones. If I could break it four times, I would. I uh, I am not a spaghetti breaker, although I don't really make spaghetti much. So, yeah, uh, we 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 not a really a spaghetti house. We more of a, like a other pasta type shit. Yeah, more like the little short pastas. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the kids make spaghetti and they don't break their spaghetti. They do just sit in the pot and let it uh, do what it's got to do. Just so, just kind of just bend slowly. Well, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it works just fine. I ain't knocking it. And of course, like, like you said, you're doing it for the kid. But I mean, have you always made your spaghetti like that, just for you? I mean, I mean, I've been fortunate enough in my life to have big pots. <laughs> um, but a tall pasta pot. Uh, yeah, a, a, yeah, a pasta pot tall enough for. Um, and then, like you know, so how much salt do you put in the water? Do you follow like the like the directions directions on the pot? Like they tell you like um, put this much water in here. Which is usually a lot, and then it's like uh, you're supposed to salt the water a certain amount. Do you follow the other rules too? I didn't know there was a certain salt amount. I just grab a pinch of salt and throw it in there. Yeah, a pinch is not enough. Yeah, I just throw enough salt in there where I feel it's adequate enough. I go off a of feel. I, I go off a of taste. I, I taste the water. If it's a certain level of, of salinity to it, I'm like, there you go. That's enough salt or not enough salt. And uh, something I just uh, found out recently, because again, I've been watching, you know, uh, the pasta lady that we discussed last last time on uh, on TikTok, is don't salt the water until it's already boiling, which is oh. I, something I've done because the way the way salt works in the water, it'll actually take longer to boil, I guess. Hmm. So, but it boils you, hotter. That's not how science works. <laughs> Literally, a violation of the how 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 you. No, I thought I thought it boiled hotter. Or am I misunderstanding? I mean, it's it's going to boil at the temperature it boils at, but it may, for some reason the salt takes a, it makes it take longer to get to set temperature to boil. So the, li- uh, the listeners don't know this, but like the cameras are so fucked up, you can only see half of my face. I'm so close. That's because you're interested in what we're saying. I just want to know why are you so close to your to your to your? It's got a shitty camera. It's also so bright that it's making me think of the movie Powder. Ah, <laughs> it's the, it's the same camera you've been using though, so I don't understand why it's uh. I don't understand why in Powder the guys picked on that kid. Like as soon as you found out he had like superpowers, you're like, man, take befriend this kid and take him to Vegas. Yeah, like I don't think I've ever watched Powder. I'm aware of Powder. I I'm aware. Watch. I, I watched the. 
I watched the uh, uh, trailer and I learned all I needed to know is he had superpowers. I haven't seen that movie since like it was on VHS. So like we rented it from Drug Mart. Like, I've never that, seen it before. Now I'm gonna just type in powder into Google right quick. I want to see what comes up first. Does powder the movie have that kind of SEO that that, that typing again with no any other things? Would that make it come up first? When I type it into my Google, it comes up as the first thing in the bar. It, it's the first thing on here. I typed in powder, and powder is indeed the first thing up there. A 1995 American fantasy drama film. film. Huh. Hmm. Jeff they, Goldblum and Mary Steenburgen were in this movie. They were, they picked That's on the kid in the, in the trailer, and I'm like, why are you picking on this kid? He's got superpowers. Be friends with this kid. Ray Weiss is in it. Who is Ray Weiss? The, the film was a financial success, but critical reviews were mixed, and the film's release dogged with controversy due to Salva, who was the director of Victor Salva's... Oh, yeah, he was a rapist. ...prior conviction of child sex abuse. Whoa. So Do I you, won't be watching Powder. You remember the show Reaper, Anthony? Mm-hmm. The guy who played the devil, that's Ray Weiss. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So you've seen Powder. Did he have... Uh, did he have powers that would be useful in Vegas? I I'm I'm be honest. I haven't seen that movie since it came oh, out okay. on VHS, which was 25 years ago. So I remember bits and pieces, but I do I really honestly don't remember most of the movie. Okay, I don't know why I think superpowers. I think like Vegas. I don't know. Right. I think it'd be helpful. So I'm reading the plot on Wikipedia. <laughs> And Jeremy's mother was struck by lightning while pregnant with him. She died shortly after the strike, but Jeremy survived. So he got his powers from a lightning strike. They killed his mom while he was in the womb. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Falls in love with a woman, blah, blah, blah. Uh, eventually a large electromagnet pulse erupts, throwing Jeremy into a mud puddle and everyone else to the ground. John is found still with his heart stopped. Jeremy uses electroshock to revive him. Uh... He is blah, blah, blah. He runs into a field where a lightning bolt strikes him and he disappears. Okay, so he disappears into a lightning bolt to end the movie. Oh. Hmm. Read the controversy paragraph there. Ah, okay. Uh, The film's production by Disney resulted in a controversy over the choice of writer-director Victor Salva, who had been convicted of molesting a 12-year-old child actor during the production of his previous film, Clown House, in 1988. Hmm. He was sentenced to three years' imprisonment and released after 15 months. Disney officials reported that they learned of Salva's crime only after production of Powder had begun and stressed that there were no minors on the set for the film. When Powder was released, the victim, Nathan Forrest Winters, came forward again in an attempt to get others to boycott the film in protest of Disney's hiring Salva. In two, a 2015 appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience, comedian Barry Crimmins criticized the plot of Powder for implying that a child has powers over an adult as representing a veiled or allegorical defense of Salva's history as a sex offender. Oh, wow. Uh, that's kind of a reach. I don't know if Salvo wrote the movie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so That's what they said, though. He was a writer-director. So it's not going to be on Disney+, Plus. I'm guessing. Written and directed. You are correct. So, okay, now now I got... I, I'm, 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 you say it's a reach, but now I'm like, hmm. I don't... Well, I don't know if that he was... Is it, all right, I'm... 
What the, well, I'm not parting my lips to fucking defend a sex offender. Uh, <laughs> Fuck that shit. What am I Ro- doing here? Roger Ebert gave the film two stars out of a possible four. He criticized numerous plot holes as well as Flannery's makeup, which resembled a mime more than an albino. <laughs> he wrote, Powder has all the elements of a successful fantasy and none of the insights. It's a movie where intriguing ideas lie there on the screen, jumbled and unrealized. It leads up to bathos, not pathos, because not enough attention was paid to the underlying truth of the characters. They're all just pawns for the plot's gimmicks. Hmm. Bathos. Never heard of bathos. Yeah, I don't know either. Bathos, especially in a work of literature, an effect or anticlimax created by unintentional lapse in mood from the sublime to the trivial or ridiculous. Ah, I've heard of pathos and ethos and so forth. That was, that's interesting. I, I, word to Roger Ebert for teach me from the grave. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> uh, Powder has a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a sixty-nine percent audience score. I can't even get at it. Oh yeah, because it's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I'm honestly amazed that it was the first thing to come up in the fucking Google search. Same. I was really thinking it was gonna be talcum, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because it I is mean, summer. It came back up a few years ago. That's why, like, I was like, "Oh yeah, I do remember that." Like, I didn't hear about that when I was a kid back in '95, but I did hear about it, um, like maybe about a few years ago when they talked about he was a, a pedophile. Oh, I I didn't know that. All I saw was the trailer, and I remember the, one of the kids in a hillbilly accent going, "You look so like some kind of alien vampire," and then they threw him in a mud puddle. Man, they are. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we can, if you want an autographed picture, forty bucks on eBay. What a, a powder? A powder, yeah. He's like running in the field with his shirt open, like kind of like a music video. Yeah, he looked just like Michael Jackson, another pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So I had put something in the chat, and then it was funny the other day. Like nobody else said anything, so I'm gonna like bring it. I saw huh? a beer bonnet. Uh, I'm talking about the other thing in, in oh, the okay. chat uh, a couple of days ago. We were talking about Drake and Josh and um and um I forgot um wasn't that uh, last night Massey yeah that was, it was yeah it was last night because I was playing Call of Duty when that came through fuck that well anyway <laughs> um I, I was hearing a, a, a why I heard this theory before and since um you guys didn't say it obviously it's not a theory that um. I, I mean, obviously, I don't believe in it. I just heard it before. I've never heard that theory. I did because they, they bring it up during the R. Kelly trial that, like, because of his, like, learning disability that he has, like, the mentality of a child. Right. Like, I think I think we've talked about that on the show here before. Oh. Well, okay, yeah. Uh, give this theory to the audience so they, so they know what we're This is not about. my theory. I'm not, I'm not giving this to the audience. I'm placing it on the doorstep like a, um, like a phone book. Um, if you want to use it, you can use it if you want to. But it's not something I do. I usually toss it in my yard trash can. Uh, but there was like uh, about um, how do I say it right so it don't seem uh, so. I mean, it's it's fucked up no matter what. Um, These about, do not represent the views of. Uh... But no, like I understood what you were saying because I remember it was it's something to do with like the mentality of the people like. Like their their brain doesn't go past like a certain age in a way, 
And like, I understand you were applying it towards like child actors, kind of like almost like they're stuck in that mentality because of like the way they have to portray those characters. Maybe not only portray Ooh. those characters, but I'm saying like them dudes are probably messing around when they were around that age. Like they started being sexually active at that age. Yeah, didn't like Demi Lovato talk about that kind of shit? Like when she was doing that like camp rock show with like the Jonas Brothers and she said that's like when she got into sex and drugs and she was only like what, like 15, 16? Wow. Yeah, I think she was younger than that. Yeah, I think she was younger than that. Um, I just kind of feel like uh, I remember back in the day, Corey Haim used to talk about like, man, there's a lot of pedophiles out in Hollywood. It's like, you're stupid and crazy, Corey Haim. And then he um, killed himself. Did Corey Haim die from suicide? Yep. Yep. I, I thought he OD'd. He might have OD'd. I thought, uh, well, either either way, he's no longer with us. Rest in peace to the silver bullet guy. All right. Demi Lovato was 15 when they did Camp Rock. She, man, she's only 28. For so, like, she's been in, like, the public eye for so long with, like, so many things that have happened that, like, in my mind, it's like she's, like, my age, you know? Not to say that I'm, like, that far from compared. you're not that far from yeah. 28. Yeah, but like I'm closer to 40 than she is. Okay, but you're clo- uh, you're not that far from 30, and she's real close to 30. Well, currently for a couple more months, I'm smack dab there in the middle. Yeah. I just kind of feel like, um, like I remember we brought this up many many moons ago about how like little Terrio is pro- like probably like bringing all the money into the house. So, you know, it was over. It's over, like, for, like, pe- people who are in that, um, you know, that stratosphere, it's over for your parents telling you what to do. Yeah, like, isn't there, like, that, like, the kid from Instagram or, uh, he might even be on TikTok now, um, little black kid from, like, New Orleans, he got famous off the video of him telling his mom about his girlfriend or whatever, and he was, like, five or six years old. They were eating, like, crawfish or whatever. Um, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I, like I know he's got like a bunch of other videos. Like they use one of his sounds on TikTok all the time. It's like, why are you saying tomorrow? It's always tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow. Little, little James, his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. But yeah, like ain't nobody. You, how could you? I, I mean, I guess if if I, I can, I'm not gonna even like be an asshole. Like you know, you got to be a good parent. But like you know, this little dude bringing in money. How are you going to be telling him he can't have an extra cookie? And he brought them cookies in the house. That's true. That's why you can't. That's, that's why I said, like, I, I would throw the money in the savings and make my own money. And uh, that I said, you have no power over me, child. <laughs> <laughs> this fatty is mine. Corey Haim died from diffuse aviolar damage. What the as fuck well, is that? As well Heart as damage. Com- community, community acquired pneumonia. Meaning pneumonia that was not uh, gotten in the, from the hospital is what the uh, his autopsy uh, proved. Pol- mm. LAP- LAPD initially said he died from what they thought was an accidental overdose, but that is not what his autopsy was. Uh, supposed oh, to so he didn't put some respect on it. I th- I thought he uh, all this time I thought he committed suicide. Oh, no. So did I. We're the same type of ignorant. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, you know how we do when we uh, sit here on the, on the on the on the video joint. We try to, you know, I try to pull some news stories and shit. Got a few news stories. 
And one thing I think I want to just talk about, which we talked about a little, we, we talked about a little bit earlier, but I want to actually sit and have a discussion with y'all, and also would like to read it because we can have a chat. Uh, from the great state of Ohio, actor Drake Bell pleads guilty in Ohio child endangerment case sentencing set for July. It's by Greg Evans over at Deadline. Wait, Drake that dude's Bell, from is that dude's from Ohio? No, no I don't Ohio think so. In Ohio. Drake Bell, who played Drake in the Nickelodeon series Drake and Josh, pleaded guilty via Zoom on Wednesday. Guilty via Zoom is kind of a good show title, too. (laughs) (laughs) I just Googled this dude, and the first thing that pops up, I know you're getting into it, but Drake Bell is seen for first time at Disneyland since pleading guilty to child endangerment charges. That's how you know it's some bullshit. Uh by way to a felony charge of attempting to endanger children and a misdemeanor charge of disseminating material harmful to juveniles stemming from a 2017 incident in Ohio involving a teenage girl. Sentencing was set for July 12th. Bell, who appeared virtually at today's pre-trial hearing in Cuyahoga County Common Police Court under his legal name, Jarrett Bell, gave brief answers to a short series of questions, entering guilty pleas to one count of attempted child endangering, a fourth-degree felony, and disseminating matter harmful to juveniles, a first-degree misdemeanor. Bell could receive a printed sentence of up to 18 months for the felony charge with a fine of up to $5,000. The misdemeanor charge carries a sentence of up to six months in county jail and a fine of up to $1,000. The actor faces three years of post-release control following the possible prison term. The charge against... So does does that mean he got to be registered as a sex offender? Well, I... Good question. The charges against Bell stem from a December 2017 meeting between then 31-year-old actor and a 15-year-old girl when Bell was in Cleveland to perform a concert. Police have not specified what occurred at the club, but say the meeting followed months of inappropriate social media messages and that the two had known one another for several years. Oh, no. The girl subsequently filed a police report in Canada, and Canadian authorities reportedly then contacted Cleveland police. The victim in the case is permitted to provide the court with a victim impact statement prior to sentencing. The sitcom Drake and Josh aired on Nickelodeon from 2004 to 2007. It's an unnecessary addition to the story. Wasn't he the wacky one? No, he was the straight one. No, oh. he was the wacky one. He was a no. He wasn't the wacky one. The wacky one was the dude from the wackness. The dude you who think, still you acts. Think, you think he was wacky? I mean, Drake and Josh, you think the, Josh the, uh, was, uh, was was wacky on that show? Okay, so in my opinion, I Drake played the straight man. Okay, the the one who just got um, hit with the um, with the in Ohio was the skinny rock and roll cute dude. He was a he was a handsome dude. He wasn't the uh, he couldn't be wacky. He's, he's handsome. And then another dude was the was the uh, was the pudgy fat uh, funny dude. I just I felt like they made uh, him the like they made him the, the pretty dumb boy. And the other one, the smart fat boy. And so I feel like they made him the, uh, you know, the dumb one was the wacky one. But I hear you. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, the, the big one was kind of like the comedic relief. Yeah. Well, you know what? Fair enough. That is that. I'll count that as wacky. And I've never seen the show. Uh, he was getting so much pulling back then. Um <laughs> Next up, this is from the good people over at Complex. A lab analysis was done to determine whether a Subway tuna sandwich contained tuna DNA. It's by Jose Martinez over, at, again, like I said, over at Complex. Now, 
I'm going to get into, I'm going to read this story first and I want to have a little chat about it. The New York Times published a report Sunday which revealed that lab tests didn't find amplifiable tuna DNA in tuna's infamous subways in excuse me in subways infamous tuna sandwich. The New York Times submitted 60 inches worth of subway tuna sandwiches from three separate LA locations. Damn right it was 60 inches. For a lab analysis in the wake of a lawsuit filed earlier this year alleging that sandwich chain was serving customers a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna. The suit claims that the independent lab tests showed that the company meant to imitate tuna's appearance by blending together these unknown ingredients. The study, commissioned by the New York Times, failed to not only identify tuna DNA, but the lab couldn't even determine the origins of the fish in the provided sandwiches. Ugh. No amplified, don't fall for this, no amplifiable okay. tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we, we, and so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species the lab the results read. The, these, there's two conclusions. One, it's so heavily processed that ever, whatever we could pull out couldn't make an identification, a lab spokesperson said, explained. Or we got some and there's just nothing there that's tuna. New York Times spokesperson said the with, spoke with a tuna expert who pointed out that proteins can be difficult to identify once it becomes broken down after being cooked. Okay, Complex did their due diligence. A lot of other people did not. Inside Edition conducted a similar test in February after purchasing sandwiches from three franchises in New York and found their samples contained tuna. Okay. One Subway employee tried to disprove allegations by showing the package with flaked white tuna in brine written on the box. Seafood experts suspect the chain's tuna dilemma may may not have actually anything to do with them. I don't think the sandwich place would intentionally mislabel Dave Rudy, president of Catalina Offshore Products, told New York Times. They're buying a can of tuna that says tuna. If there's any fraud in this case, it happened at the cannery. The taste and quality of our tuna make it one of Subway's most popular products, and these baseless accusations threaten to damage our franchisees, small business owners who work tirelessly to uphold the high standards that Subway sets forth for all its products, including its tuna. And including a, the rubber in its bread. A, a, I'll, 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 I'll talk about that one, too. A rep for t- Subway t- told Complex in response to the lawsuit, given the facts the lawsuit con- constitutes a reckless and improper attack on Subway's brand and goodwill and on, on the livelihood of its California franchisees. Indeed, there is no basis in law or in fact of the plaintiff's claims, which are frivolous and are being pursued without adequate investigation. In October 2020, Ireland Supreme Court ruled that Subway's, the bread used in Subway sandwiches could legally be referred to as bread since it extended the 2% of total weight of flour used in dough. Okay, the reason I want to holler at you about this is the New York Times story is so shifty that it almost to the point where I think Subway could probably get away with suing them or have, at least having them issue a retraction. They didn't say who they got to test it, so forth, where they got tested, so forth and so on. Whereas the Inside Edition, I know Inside Edition has been on the show, on the air forever. Bill O'Reilly used to host Inside Edition or something back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Fuck it, we'll do it live. They actually have, and if you go read their story or listen to their story, they actually have a specific company they talk to. They talk to them about their, their, their process and so forth and so on. And of course, they found Tuna. Oddly enough, Inside Edition was probably doing better journalism than the New York Times in this situation. 
And I think that says a lot. As for the rubber in Subway's bread, Subway bakes their uh, bakes their uh, bread in these little silicone mats. I know this. My partner used to work at Subway and has years of Subway experience under their belt. What the what was what ended up being discovered when it was all said and done is it's just what they bake it in that they were finding in the bread, not that the bread itself contained rubber. It's just that con- the thing they bake the little silicone sleeves they bake oh, already. Okay. Which I don't know. We I don't know if you ever been to Subway early when they baking the bread. You see them popping them out of the mold mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm not trying to show Subway love because you know they literally uh, intentionally hired a uh, child predator. And then it was like, it wasn't really us who did it. It was this company over here that happens to be our name, but, you know, is not us. So we ain't, we aren't to be blamed for this child predator. But is Jared still in prison? I don't, I, I don't, don't fault them. I don't fault them for that, though. Because, like, it, it's not like they intentionally hired a child predator. And then, like, you know, they're going to get slapped with that shit, even though it wasn't their fault. So it's like they did the best they could to try and deflect like the not the blame that they shouldn't have had to begin with, uh, unless they were covering up some shit, which I don't, I don't, which I don't know that they were. The reason I fault them is because apparently, like they they uh, and, and this is from you know me digging back in the back of the brain is like they had that motherfucker. They was moving Jared all around the country to go do this shit, and apparently did know about it. Some people knew about it, and. Like I said, they didn't do anything about it because they, they felt because they had proper cover to say Subway didn't hire Jared. This division of this company that Subway just happens to have a piece of did that, and so that is, it was their responsibility, not Subway's responsibility. Now that's why I thought it was just some fuck some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying so. Like, isn't it like phone uh, recorded phone conversations of him talking about doing it? Yeah, man. Jared, that's not Subway Jared. It's still uh, let's let's look up and see Subway Jared. Let's see if he ever got loose. Because uh, I, I, I recall him, like it was conversations with him and a lady that worked directly from Subway on the phone talking about it, and ignore like. How do you? Uh, how does Jared, that come up organically? After the investigation concluded, Jared Fogel pled guilty to two charges: the distribution and receipt of child pornography, and traveling to engage in illicit sexual conduct with a minor. He was sentenced to 15 years and eight months in prison for his crime. Additionally, he was fined heavily too and had to pay fines of $175,000, total forfeit, $50,000 in assets, as well as $1.4 million in restitution to the victims. Even after his prison sentence, he will be under state supervision for the rest of his life. Mm. I don't know when Jared is getting out. I mean, that happened while we're during the show, right? So he still has at least half of his time left. Looks like he went in 2015, yeah. so that would be six years. So he's got nine years left. Yeah, unless he gets out, you know, for I don't know. <laughs> and it's Cali, man. They never let uh. Is it Cali that he got got in? Why do I think hmm. it's California? I don't know that to be true. Why did I just say that? Like I knew that. Cellmates, like I got something you can eat fresh. Why, why do we always do that? Why do we make uh, uh everybody in jail out to be rapists? I had, although although I I had a story oddly enough, it was gonna be that was gonna be my Ohio story. Let's fucking find it. So he he's under federal court. Okay, so I don't know why I thought California. Uh, yeah, child porn would probably be a a, a fed crime, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he went to, to other places to to um to do it, so that uh, became yeah, a federal so, crime. 
over here traveling over state lines. Uh, so that's where you fucked up. You know, you, you know you fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I, I dug up my other Ohio story. Speaking of uh, jail rape, is that your, is that is that a transition you want to hear ever? Say? <laughs> no, thank you. Speaking uh, of non-consensual sodomy, uh, yeah, I, I, prefer, I prefer syrup. Ohio corrections officer arrested and charged with raping three male inmates across a 17-day span. This is Jerry Lambay over at Law and Crime. Uh, an Ohio corrections officer went to jail this week as an inmate, not for work. Andre Julius Baska, Baxa was placed on paid leave. This nigga getting paid? After what? He, after he was arrested for allegedly raping three male inmates in the span of just 17 days. Several local news outlets reported Wednesday. Bosca, 34, was taken to Ohio, into custody by Cuyahoga County Sheriff's deputies on Tuesday. That is two Cuyahoga County crimes in, in one. On Tuesday, in charge by a criminal complaint with three counts of rape, a first-degree felony, two counts of sexual battery, a second-degree felony, and two counts of gross sexual imposition, a fourth-degree felony. County court records show Bosca, Bosca, Boxer's bond was set at $100,000. According to a report from local ABC affiliate WEWS-TV, Channel 5, court documents allege that between June 1st and June 17th, Bosca sexually assaulted three different inmates being housed at the Cuyahoga County Jail. In court documents filed Tuesday, prosecutors claimed that on one occasion last month, Bosca entered the cell of an inmate and used force to perform oral sex on him, <laughs> per a report from the Cleveland Plainfield. Kyle County Sheriff Christopher Paul Villain said his officer's office was working to move the defendant to a different corrections facility outside of the county in which he technically remains employed as a corrections officer. He has held that post since March 18, 2019. It is expected that the Kyle County Prosecutor's Office and Grand Jury will have additional charges to consider and the internal investigation is ongoing. Villain said, Villand said in a statement, the care and correct and protection of our jail detainees is of paramount concern. It is never acceptable to violate any people's rights as an employee of the sheriff's department. And we continue with our pledge to proactively ensure that our staff serves a high at a high standard and is held strictly accountable. County records do not indicate whether Bosca is currently being represented by an attorney. Adam Chalupka an attorney for the Ohio Patrolman Benevolence Association Union that represents jail officers told the newspaper that the OPBA has, has not yet determined whether it will represent Baska in the criminal case and declined to comment further on the matter. Let them mull it over. So, <laughs> this particular... Wait, uh, Night Court, Richard Mull? Prison rapist is probably where a great deal of prison rape happens. It is a person who works there and who is taking advantage of people in a in a, in a vulnerable state. Yeah, like, I was uh, um, listening to um, a podcast and they were talking about um, that in L.A. County. Um, like it was a guy who was in jail like over a weekend for um, a traffic situation and was um, assaulted by one of the CEOs. Well, that's a power goes to people's heads. Yeah, yeah. What, ma what makes you think I'm about to 
because I just read that story. You, you heard what I read. He was trying to suck they dicks. Unfortunately? Yeah. I don't even. What do you think is going to happen there? You have, you have some soft dick in your mouth. Because I'm not going to. I don't know, man. This is fucked up to me. I don't know. Maybe he just had that much confidence in his technique. God, I feel bad just saying that shit. No, you didn't. <laughs> you got that joke off. Fights, drugs, and impalement. 48 people charged during a redneck rave in Kentucky. By Jeremy Chisenhall over at the Lexington Herald Leader. How many young people are from Ohio? Thousands of people gathered last week to hold America's wildest and craziest country party in a Kentucky town so small it doesn't even have a stoplight. Days of disorder resulted in four dozen people criminally charged and left others with gruesome injuries. Blue Holler Off-Road Park in Edmondson County played host to Redneck Rave, a five-day country party that organizers promised would feature mud, music, and mayhem. The event was organized by a, a country rapper known as Justin Time. Sir. Like, sir. Like the Netflix show. The Edmondson County, Sheriff, County Sheriff's Office was tasked with policing twice its usual population. As some redneck rave participants allegedly committed assaults, severed fingers, got impaled, and became mm. so intoxicated they were ill. The organizer relished the negative attention the event's outcomes produced Wednesday. Sheriff Shane Doyle knew the event, the event would cause problems for his staff after similar gatherings last year overwhelmed his personnel. More planning by event hosts meant more people showing up. Doyle had to plan more, too. He gathered a month beforehand with local emergency management officials, law enforcement partners, firefighters, and emergency medical services to find out how to best handle what was promoted as the biggest country party you'll ever go to. He put his deputies on mandatory overtime and enlisted the help of his volunteer deputies. We all tried to figure out how we can provide 24-hour coverage during this event, he said. The sheriff's office doesn't typically have the staff or the budget to provide 24-hour coverage. Manpower was an issue deputies, as, as deputies tried to contain the party. Dale said he didn't have enough personnel to go into the park and shut down all illegal activity. The plan state was, instead was to contain it. The sheriff's, the sheriff's office hoped to catch anyone doing anything illegal outside of the park. They're going to do what they were, were going to do, Doyle said. We wanted to be good hosts, but we also wanted them to be good neighbors and visitors. The sheriff's office took preventative measures, like setting up traffic checkpoints. It didn't take long to make the first arrest. The first vehicle that came through, we found meth, marijuana, and an open alcohol container, Doyle said. And then one of the occupants had two active warrants. We were like, well, <laughs> this doesn't bode well for the weekend. Ultimately, 48 people were charged. Doyle said 14 of them were arrested. The rest received citations. The charges ranged from assault and strangulation to drug and alcohol possession. Those arrested were from Kentucky and several other states, including Michigan, Indiana, Missouri, and Tennessee. We made it out, people. We made it uh, out. <laughs> uh, fortunately, only uh, four teeth were knocked out of, in total. Claire and Donald Wayne Carpenter, both Michigan residents, were accused of trafficking in marijuana after law enforcement allegedly found containers of marijuana and pre-road joints in their pickup truck, according to county records. 
Joseph Lanham, a Louisville resident, faces trafficking charges after deputies allegedly found bags of marijuana and pre-roll joints in his vehicle, according to court records. The sheriff's office ultimately, ultimately filed 30 drug and alcohol-related charges. Six felony charges were filed against some participants, Doyle said. This story goes way longer, which is weird, but I mean... Well, there's a lot of mayhem. You, you, you get the point. And another redneck rave is planned for October. I'll just put that out there for you guys. So this is not even an annual Ooh. thing. It's like, uh, By, uh, yeah, it was one. On, wow. It was one in January, and now was one now in June. Oh, that seems almost quarterly, doesn't it? Yeah. <sighs> uh, tickets uh, are between fifty and two hundred fifty dollars. If you guys you know who want to go attend that, the one on January sixth was free. See how quick you got to start charging. <laughs> And send me this story, and I think it'll be an interesting point of discussion. It's from the good people over the takeout, Dennis Lee. Wingstop versus Thigh Stop. Which part of the chicken deserves your love? Are thighs worthy of their own dedicated restaurant concept, or should we just stick to wings? The other day, I decided to give Thigh Stop, Wingstop's new virtual kitchen focused on fried chicken thighs, a whirl. Even though I'm exposed to a barrage of food-related press releases every day, I'm not immune to the siren call of good advertising. The news about thigh stop hooked me, and for a full day, I couldn't stop thinking about fried chicken thighs. So I placed a pickup order for my local wing stop. I prefer picking up fried chicken because it gets me out of the house briefly, and the shorter transit time all but guarantees crispy food. He must have a better wing stop than I. <laughs> I placed an order for t- two types, dry rubs, lemon pepper, and a, and a sauce buffalo. Chicken thighs are my absolute favorite piece of chicken. I love everything about them. The meatiness. The rich fattiness of the dark meat, the juiciness, the skin's always thick, and you can count on lots of rich poultry flavor because of the fat. I don't understand how anyone could pass up on chicken thighs for boring chicken breasts. Which kind of which kind of cruel, joyless world do you live in? Put in the grand scheme of things, do chicken thighs merit their own restaurant concept the way wings do? What's sad is that a lot of chicken thighs we produce actually go overseas to the highest bidders, meaning a whole lot of resources are expended just to send delicious chicken thighs far away from us. Think of that. I sink to my thinking of that, I sink to my knees in the rain and I wave my fist in the sky shouting, <laughs> Why? Get them all to me. <laughs> then my neighbor shouts, Hey Dennis, are you okay? Obviously, there are compelling arguments for serving wings over thighs. Wings are good for either a snack or a full meal. They taste good, both dipped and coated in sauce, and they got great flavor. But the skin-to-meat ratio can't be beat. And the skin-to-meat skin skin ratio can't be beat. You've had chicken wings, you get it. They're awesome. And considering that they were once regarded as a cut of scrap and are now practically considered gold, they've come a very long way. Good for you, little wingies. That said, how do bone-in thighs stack up to wings? Thighs versus wing, the consideration. When I opened the thigh stop box, I swear I heard angels singing. The thighs glistened with buffalo sauce and they smelled glorious. I counted them because something seems off, seemed off and huh, they give me five thighs instead of four, instead of the four I ordered. I would not let that positive turn of events sway me. I took a big bite of and all the skin came off in one go and immediately smeared sauce all over my face. I ate the skin happily in its crisp but rapidly getting soggy glory. And then I came to a sad realization. Now that the skin was gone, that meant half the chicken thigh was undressed. 
Hmm. That was that was very sad, and I almost cried. Then I realized that I still had some blue cheese dressing on the side. By the way, this is a parenthetical this man writes. By the way, Wingstop's blue cheese dressing is absurdly good. So's the ranch. They put both package dressings to absolute they put they both put package dressings to absolute shame. I'm oh, telling you, it's so good that it's worth getting extra for use to use for dressing or other stuff. Yeah, that is true. Wedge salad, anyone? I, I, when I went, I didn't get uh, any kind of dressing on the side. I just uh, ate them, uh, ate them straight. They ranch be hidden. I have not tried their blue cheese, but I might. I might now. They're, they're both very, very good. Hmm. Here's where I came to another disappointing realization. You can dip a chicken thigh. You can't dip a chicken thigh into a condiment cup. If you're lucky, you can maybe get a corner of meat in there. But you better off pulling the, the chicken off by hand and putting chunks in separately or pouring dressing all over your chicken, which led me to yet another epiphany. Eating sauce-coated thigh is an absolute disastrous mess. Yes, I'm well aware of the fact that chicken this wings nigga. are messy, this but, but this is a whole new level. I mean, with a wing, you can at least position most of the meat in front of your mouth, but with the wider, fully-dressed thigh, you'll be wearing that sauce like there's a whole application of makeup all over your cheeks. Expect to look like Bozo the Clown. Don't even get me started on your hands. It's a murder scene. And now my last realization. Compared to wings, chicken thighs are huge. If you're at a party and you're serving wings, that's one thing. You can take a few and then move on to the next snack, like those really delicious grape jelly meatballs. However, if you want more than one chicken thigh, you're pretty much committed to that being your whole meal. Who snacks on one chicken thigh? Thighs versus Ings, the redemption arc. But Dennis, you ask, what about the lemon pepper thighs? Those were a whole different story. Wingstop's lemon pepper seasoning is very good. And though I'm a Buffalo Wings person at heart, I think that for thighs, the dry seasoning is where it's at. The dry seasoned thighs were consistently coated with a generous amount of tart lemon pepper flavor and didn't require a support gunner of extra dip, which surprised me. Plus, they kept well in the fridge. The next, the, the next day, when I had some cold chicken for lunch, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised to find that they were still pretty crispy on the outside, which leads to my final conclusion. Can chicken thighs replace chicken wings? In short, unfortunately, no. My hopes were lofty. Well, I thought we solved the wing shortage. Let's all eat thighs. But I've fallen back down to earth, crashing from the heavens, and it hurts. For all the reasons detailed above, I just don't think thigh-only place is capable of satiating your cravings for chicken wings. Here's the solution. Thigh should be an option added to the menu of chicken wing restaurants. I like the choice, you know. Combine the glory of sauced-up wings as an appetizer and bigger pieces of chicken as an entree. I can see it now. Combo meals of two or three wings paired with two or three thighs. Chicken with a side of chicken. Now, wouldn't that be something? That was a very well-written piece you sent me, Ant. Shouts out to uh, Dennis Lee. You're just okay. disappointed in the content, though. I was disappointed in some of the stuff because guess what? Spoiler alert! I ordered that shit. See, oh. I, uh, you have to. Um, you can't order it from Wingstop. You have to go to thighstop.com, and then that sends you to um, one of them other. Like I think it was Grubhub. Yeah. So I did it. I ordered lemon pepper, of course, 
and then Parm- Parm- uh, Parmesan garlic. Um, the gay wing. <laughs> that's the gay wing? Yeah, remember we talked about this. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, on the list of I, I, things that are gay, uh, I, I one of them was some, ordering Parmesan have, garlic uh, wings. I am so gay. I wear little <laughs> shorts. I eat Parmesan garlic wings. I, I use an umbrella. I mean, I'm just dripping. Um, I agree. What did I agree with him with? I don't know what I agree with him with, but that that article, even though I sent it and it was like funny, man, that nigga, he was on some bullshit. Those thighs were lightweight, incredible. Like thighs can be a little bit like overwhelming because of the size, a little bit. But at the same time, it's like Emory. It was. I think um, Anthony had went upstairs. He didn't feel like messing with us. He had his candle, um, just living his best life. But Emory came down um, and was eating some awesome uh, thigh stop with us. You know, fries always hit from there. Fries are good. Um, I live in like the Wingstop epicenter. Like it's like three wing stops near me. I can choose. Um, the particular one that, you know, because when you go to uh, Grub, uh, you cannot select it. They said, this is the one that does it, and that's it. So it was the one that was um, on Mayfield or Sam Center Road, if you guys are um, local listeners. And um, so like, like I said, I got the garlic parmesan and the lemon pepper, brought it back home. Man, that shit was super hot. I Like I was, when I went to go check my food, um, I got some lemon pepper sauce over here. I don't know if you can see that burn still on my hand. Oh, no. But it still was super hot. Um, the, fir- the first and only really kind I had is um, they packaged the thighs together. Like, if so, I got um, what, what, yeah, that it didn't make sense. It was like, um, I think it was like a, a eight piece. So and they put all eight pieces in one container. I don't understand why the hell they did that. Why? Um, please separate them out because, like, like I said, the 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 skin is very crispy. Then also, you get some crispy pieces of actual chicken thigh, and when you take it apart, it's very very dippable. Um, I kind of feel like if you guys decide to do it, which I don't even know if you can uh, make notes in the system. But if you get more than one flavor, ask them to separate it out. Maybe they was just thinking stupid on um, at my particular wing stop. But like, separate it out. Um, and if you're going like continue with the dry rubs, get the K. Um, I think it's the Cajun rub. Mm. It's very. very I like Cajun rub. That one is very good. I doubt it was uh, just your wing stop that fucks it up because I haven't ordered from wing stop since like almost a year now. It's been like ten months. But like the last like six times I've ordered from them, they fucked the order up. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was all of them fucking it up. I mean, Wingstop. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Wingstop and Popeyes go hand in hand. It's like I was literally about to make that same point, but you made you beat. Me. Like I don't. I, I I do have some some very good experiences with it, but it's such a popping place that it's kind of it's kind of like. Um, the first, the first couple times I had it, it was great. Food was good. 
everything was right, no issues. And then it was just like one day, man, something changed and it just went down the shitter. That's when Eric, that's when the rest of the world, um, the little road around you found out y'all had a wing stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas I say, you know, a pandemic. I feel like uh like when we had to switch over to a world of just like everything delivered, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It probably threw it, everything I feel like in this last year has just been thrown into chaos probably. I mean, they were fucking up pre pandemic. Like I didn't order Wingstop six times and that that pandemic beginning, like it was it was before that. I only had them during the pandemic. And uh, yeah, they fucked up every time. <laughs> I have not had them yeah. since. Uh, I, and like, like I said, I was considering hitting up the one in your neck of the woods, but you said they fucking up too. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. they fucking up over there. Ain't no point in switching up nothing. They just fucking up. You went to the one on uh, Lorraine? Yeah, well, the, uh, uh, what is that, 10-6? Yeah, we, yeah. we got it from there once, they fucked it up then, and then the other five times they fucked up was the one by me. Yeah. The food was good. I just, like, I showed up and they're like, what order? Whereas I told you my last experience there is they gave my food to one woman and they gave her food, uh, you know what I'm saying, to me. And we both come back probably this, like, at the same time like, oh, we have each other's orders. That's what happened there. But I can't be just trade with you because it's a goddamn pandemic. You could have been breathing on this shit. But I wouldn't mind some mango habanero chicken thighs, dog. That shit sound like it would be delicious. Mm. I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like you have to at least try it. Because it was such a because just think about it. Yeah, like you you gotta at least try it once. If 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 anything, I would say order it for lunch. I would say did you get bone bone in or boneless? I got bone in. Bone in thigh. Okay. I S Johnson voiceovers put up a YouTube video the other day where he, he got them uh, boneless and like he was confused because they were like kinda tiny. Yeah. Um uh, they make boneless thighs. It just—it's just cut up thighs. Yeah. It's pretty much like, like General Siles, because that's what they usually use for that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I forgot about. I did. Yeah, I did watch this video. Um. But, like, Wingstop does it does a good job finding their chicken. Um. Like the the, but having just think about it, having like more. More surface area, surface area. To, to get it done. I mean, honestly, uh, what they could do is um, start making like um, chicken cracklings and selling um, using the skin for that. Mm-hmm. God damn, sound amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I kind of feel like if um, I didn't have like an overcrowded container, it would have been that much better. It was a, a, a solid 4.25. Easily could have been a, a solid 5. All right, all right. Last go around is a BuzzFeed article I saw earlier today. It said, men are sharing things other men do that piss them off, and I'm glad they're finally calling them out. It's by Sid Robinson, who's a staff writer at BuzzFeed. And, of course, it's BuzzFeed. There's a list. So we're just going to run down the list, and I'd like to talk to y'all about y'all's experience in this realm. One, having to know everything or out-expert each other when did it become unmanly to say, I don't know? Two, how some men have no problem going after another man's girlfriend or spouse, but they absolutely mm. lose it if someone goes <clears throat> after, they, after theirs. Three, how guys handle rejection. Lots of women are outright scared to directly turn down a man's advances because some will harass them or get violent. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the big reasons ghosting has become such a common thing in dating. Four, 
When men say they are babysitting their own children. Oh. Five. Older men taking instructions from young guys like myself in the trades. Instead of dropping their ego and feeling and feelings at the door, they come in with no experience and won't allow me to teach them. So older men hate taking instruction from young guys. Okay, here we go. I'll be honest. That was uh, something I had to get used to. You know, my manager is younger than me. Yeah. Six, guys who behave desperately around women and won't stop hitting on them, even if it's clear they aren't interested. That is something I have seen. It makes me wildly uncomfortable. And I always wonder, do I do anything in this situation? If I, if, if, am I, I don't know, am I white knighting or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I can't call it, but we'll see. Uh, number seven, guys who become completely different when there aren't women around. A guy I work with is always nice to his female coworkers, but the second they're gone, they're a bunch of dumb bitches. <laughs> I've heard him tell women that his having three sisters gave him great respect for them. He also told me when the ladies weren't around that having three sisters gave him insight into their weaknesses and allows him to easily take advantage of them. Are you a fucking supervillain? A, a pussy? That, that guy is hanging out with a rapist. going to point that out to him and hopefully he knows that now. Number eight, when a guy sends an unsolicited dick pic because a girl was being nice to him. Mm. <coughs> I don't understand the people that do that. I, I, I have never, bruh, it, it makes no sense to me. I don't understand why you just like, what do you think is, go, what do you think is going to happen? Oh my God, that dick looks so scrumptious. I must marry you. What, what is going to happen? They gonna uh, run into the dick. What it is, is we are visual. If somebody sent us titties, we'd probably be like, hell yeah, titties. And we think they, maybe they the same way. Not we, but I think these people are thinking maybe it works the same way in reverse. If I sit in my dick, then maybe she'll get excited. And it just doesn't, it doesn't function that way. I, I don't understand sending it unsolicited. Like, if they say, yes, please send me a picture of your dick, well, then the invitation's open. Yeah, exactly. It, but you should like, never... It's, 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 like, it's like people invitation, who... Though. It's people who, like, airdrop their dick. Airdrop is a, is, a, is a wireless protocol that Apple has, and people will just airdrop their dick to strangers. It's How like, do you do that? What are you showing are, your strangers your dick for? These are people who... Have issues, you know. And I just—it's people who think are, that they're hidden in anonymity, and you know, are just shooting shots, but they think there won't be any blowback or consequences. Those are digital flashers. Yeah, they're, 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 they're digital versions of the dude with the trench coat, hanging out by the alley, just whipping it out. Nigga, you put me on the game. Y'all are correct. That is what it is. It's just the new age of flashing. Okay, uh, nine. Men who think it's unmanly to drink delicious cocktails. Mm. Why is it suddenly unmanly to have a sweet tooth when it comes to drinks? I mean, you don't go to someone's wedding and then say, ha, cake. No way I'm a real man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The way we be picking up on these uh, things every couple of weeks. Yeah, these things uh, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah Somebody's going to come out and say, it's gay to eat cake, and I'm just going to be like, fine. I just, I guess it's finally you got me. <laughs> I didn't get you with the glasses. I mean, oh yeah, you got me again. I guess then. <laughs> uh, number ten, dudes who would rather put you down for not knowing every single detail about something, rather than genuinely trying to sh trying to help teach others and spread information. And sure. if they do manage to help, they, for whatever reason, have to have this demeaning, belittling tone. Number 11, I just hate some men who, when in a group, keep trying to establish dominance. 
They usually do this that by being loud, interrupting people, or laughing at you instead of laughing with you. Or shake your hand too hard. Uh, we know some folk like this. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll leave it at that. We know some folk. Twelve. It's not me, is it? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay. Number 12. If any dude unironically uses the term alpha or beta when talking about people, oh, God. it's a red flag. That's so sad. That makes me sad for that person. Like, what? What are you doing, man? We're not wolves. Stop it. That's a beta move there, Gabe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, saying we're not wolves. 13. You beta. Turning insecurity into aggression and hatred for others. Number 14. Men who don't clean their own mess, do the laundry, cook their own food, or act like functional adults, basically. Bruh. Yeah. When you hear that shit, I'd be like, uh, so how does this work out? Is that the fix the plate uh, debate? My ex sister in law, so my kid's aunt, her husband, so my ex brother in law, and I still love these people. They, they're still parts of my life, so don't get it twisted. They're just, they just happen to be the family of my ex wife. His brother, who was a police officer for some time, so a grown enough man to carry a gun and police officer motherfuckers. Mama still did his laundry. Not just did it, but went went to his house to do his laundry and iron his clothes and his uniform and shit. Hmm. Interesting. It it I was the caucasity. I was so I was, I was like, what the hell? You know, you think that's exclusively white though? That might be. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really don't think so. I, I could see I, some Latin, uh, Latinx uh, people doing it. Latinx? It's a lot of cultures. Latinx, like that, sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, in that case, they, they was white, and I'm going to call it what it is. So, uh, guys who peacock their extravagant purchases. I don't, I don't have too much experience of that. No. I mean, would that be like you putting your new records on Instagram? I guess. And, I, and I'm not trying to claim that you're no, doing no, it. No, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. You're just proud of your shit. Is that extravagant? Nah. I don't. Maybe I some, mean, like, yeah, like, because I don't know if somebody, everyone knows what records cost. You know, like, I guess like, like, I, I'm just you know comparing it to like I guess us flaunting anything of personal value. Because yeah. it's because it's like you know expensive to us. So yeah, maybe maybe that's maybe, maybe that's right. Maybe that's me showing my records is peacocking my extravagant purchases. If it is, I'm sorry, uh, Furio. Who was the guy who wrote this particular one? I'm gonna click on it and ask him if I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna directly uh, talk to him. Like, hey man, is this peacocking? What do you mean? Yeah, what's the maybe price it, structure on this? Maybe they mean people who act like they're on an episode of Cribs. Like, yeah, look at my shit. It's so baller. Look at my baller ass RV. I'm balling. Can't call it when they don't know how to keep a toilet clean. Yeah, when you go in somebody's house and they got the ring and they toilet, you like, come on, bro. Well, they have four kids sometimes, and they get busy. Sir, <laughs> you can scrub that toilet whenever you go to the bathroom. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care of that. <laughs> I was not talking about you, but my man jumped to take that take that bullet. So there you go. Number seventeen: When men refuse to call out their male friends for their shitty behavior, mm. I know so many guys who keep one shitty dude in their friend group. Just because it'd be weird to call them out for their misogynistic, racist, homophobic behavior. I did that shit yesterday. You have to call somebody out for some bullshit? Yeah. 
Damn, who came? I mean, who came off the mic? I mean, I'm not gonna put all that shit out there, but look, all I'm gonna say is I let it be known that they should probably get their shit together and kind of like ease up on the bullshit. Well, good for you, man. I don't call out my friends enough. Why is that? Why do you Why do you find that to be? What is uh, it about? Me? Call out me? Why don't I? I don't know because I'm a beta. <laughs> uh, no, because I I just. I'm trying to be a live and let live kind of dude, unless unless you get really wild or do something to my, me person, my family personally. I, I that's I gotta I don't really I don't draw boundaries enough. I guess. Like my friend said the other day, like, uh, he's I said, I said one of my neighbors is a, a a tiny bit of a busybody. I didn't mean it in a mean way. She just gets in people's business. And he says, you know, all women have a bit of the busybody in them, and I'm like. Eh, I'm gonna let that slide, I guess. If we if we use my mom as evidence, then yeah, that would help support that person's claim. My mom like can't tell the difference between like a spam email and a real email, but she can tell you how to find someone's like property address and how much they paid for it and all that kind of shit. Damn. Oh shit. Well, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we have to discuss whether women uh, have all a bit of the busybody in them or not. Number 18. No, we're not. We don't. <laughs> men not supporting other men emotionally, even when it doesn't seem like they need it. Every man needs emotional support, especially from other men. Now, y'all know how we get down, man. We just sit around getting getting faded, supporting each other spiritually to quote yeah. around punches. So I don't think I have that problem with, with my, 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 male, my male friends, <laughs> but I keep a tight little group of male friends. I feel like that kind of thing is getting better in like mm-hmm. the people I know. Like people are less like macho per se and like more open into talking about their personal feelings and their problems and shit. Like it's not just our group chat, like my other group chat, um, like with a lot of the people I'm in like the fantasy leagues and stuff with, like we're we're a lot more open in that chat too. And um, we've done shit like we were helping the one guy teaching him about like in vet, like retirement accounts and stuff a couple weeks ago. Like we go over all kinds of shit in there and like people talk about their problems and vent and ask for advice. And there's Joe. It's like, it gets heated at times. Sometimes like we're talking about how button issues, but like very rarely does anyone ever truly like attack anybody. Like it's a pretty solid group. That. A perfect example of that is everybody coming to your house after your grandma passed away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You had like 10, 11 dudes who said, well, like, yeah, it, it, was, it was that group chat. So, yeah, who came through to be around you in a time that they thought you needed emotional and spiritual support. It's real as fuck, and I, and I fuck with it. So I don't know who these dudes is, but they not this dude, these dudes, I'll tell you that. And number 19, this wraps this particular list up, and lastly, when men don't wash their hands after using the restroom, god damn it, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Bruh, we was talking about this shit before the pandemic. We are a bunch of hand washers in this clique. We wash <laughs> our hands Me. And, we, and be looking at motherfuckers who don't wash, wash their hands extra ugly. Like, it's, uh, it's, I still think about dudes who I work with because I no longer go to an office, so I don't work with them. And I'm wondering what's going on in their house. I do go to an office, and today I was taking a shit. There's a guy next to me taking a shit. He gets oh, out no. before me. I don't hear the sink go. Oh. <laughs> and there's not a lot of time between the opening of the, uh, of the stall and the opening of the door. So that motherfucker did not wash his hands. Do you know? And I work with that motherfucker. No. Ah, 
See, because that's that's a, that's a motherfucker I gotta see. Hey, bro. Although I never like I never told you know what I'm saying uh, a name I'm gonna edit out this show, but I'm gonna say it out loud. I never told Captain. Hey, my man, you gonna wash your hands? So, <laughs> but maybe I should have. So there you go, men not pointing uh, pointing out of me, but I don't know that nigga like that, so I can't be just be like, hey man, wash your goddamn hands. <laughs> Gabe, you missed a few of these while you was uh, parenting. I'm going to just go back over them real quick and you, and you can give me any insight you have. Having to know everything or out-expert each other. Nah, I, I hate that shit, too. Does that happen? I got a friend. Okay. How some men have no problem going after another man's girlfriend or spouse, but they lose it if someone goes after theirs. I don't know dudes like that. Uh, how guys handle rejection. Lots of women are outright scared to directly turn down a man's advances because some will harass them or get violent. Uh, I don't got friends like that. When men say they are babysitting their own children. I had a I had a few people who tell me, uh, like, oh, you're babysitting when I'm watching my own kids. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't babysit. They're my children. I, I parent. Yeah. I had to correct some people, yeah. Yeah, I've had I have I have had to check fools at the door on that shit. So you are correct on that one. Uh, the other one, what's the other one? O- older men hate taking instruction from young guys like myself in trades. Instead of dropping their ego and feelings at the door, they come in with no experience and won't allow me to teach them. Yeah, I experienced that like when um, I used to have a part time job, and um, the manager there. I kind of feel like um, like I was working there. Uh, like one of my best friends was the was the main manager, mm-hmm. and like one of the shift leaders was like a like a dude that was older than all of us. And um, I kind of feel like he ch- sometimes he tried to like um, make me do different things. Like, hey, I want you to go mop. I'm like, okay. And I think he got bothered by the fact that I didn't have an ego about it. Like, if, if I'm supposed to go, like, you know, supposed to go mop, I'll mop. And then, like, um, later on, like, he found out, like, what, what kind of job I really had. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, I, like, I was um, I was about to quit. And then um, was, he was like, why would you come where? I was like, because I, want, I, just, I, cause I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to try to. You was helping your boy out too, right? You're trying yeah. to turn that store around. And like after a certain amount of time, I, w- I was like, "Well, I'm I'm done now." Like I wanted to experience sell, uh, selling shoes. I wanted to do it once in my life. Yeah. I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> I'm I'm good. And um, yeah, I, I think he was just like, um, I don't know. He 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 had an ego. I don't like. It's just with certain stuff like. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I come across to certain people, but I, I kind of feel like people expect me to be a certain way that I'm not. Well, I mean, and that and that as always wraps back around to like, oh, this makes you feminine or gay or stuff like that. There, people have these. They they keep setting these bars that I just don't think we fuck with or interact with on those levels. You know what I'm saying? We are we we ain't them. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, Father Days has just passed, and I know I probably told this story on here before, but like, I don't really have any friends that don't that don't take care of their kids. I just don't. I don't. I don't hang around with those certain people, and like, like most of the stuff on this list, I don't have any friends like that. I don't have. I don't know anybody I can be like. Well, he does this and he does that. I don't have that. So, um, I don't know. 
people need to choose better friends. Yeah, well, yeah, you're not gonna find me giving a fuck if somebody thinks I'm an alpha or a beta or a delta or an omega. You been throwing that dynasty shine? Yeah, I'm a I'm a deli- I'm a drink my delicious cocktail if I'm so inclined. I'm not really a drinker like that. Although I did just make the game the drink of the summer. Uh, if you know, you know, and uh, it was delicious. That's oh, yeah, technically invented by uh, by 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 y'all by y'all three as y'all worked out that uh, what would work best with it. So, did you use that specific brand or did you go a different route? I have a different. I have a different. I have a different. Uh, a different. I had that uh, that French one I bought. I, mean, I think I showed it to you before. Yeah, I got that uh, the the one I got from. Uh, uh, Simone's Simon's that you know where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. So I used that. It was it was mighty tasty. It really it, it beat back the coke the coconut flavor. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and I, and I liked it. I liked it a lot for doing just that. That that's the part of that I didn't enjoy. <laughs> exactly. Like when you drink the Mountain Dew straight up, just like that. I know we're giving away the part no, of the show right the the we tried right now, but. That coconut was the offensive part when it was just solo, but when you mix it, man, it became a, a treat. Yeah, yeah. Y'all don't know, but if you know, you know. So we keep motherfucking moving. <laughs> um, I don't even know what the what 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 to what to uh, chat about next. I mean, you know how we do. Like I said, it's it's, 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 it's we've been uh. Well, I have something that I wanted to talk about last time we recorded, but we didn't have we ran out of time. Perfect, then. My man, Box, the floor is yours. So, um, I was hanging out with my family on uh, Father's Day, and we got to talking about Magic the Gathering, and it was funny because it was my dad that brought it up, which, when I was younger, my dad didn't really, I don't want to say approve, but he didn't think highly of our hobbies, because, you know, in his mind... They were just childish things that didn't get you money and didn't further your life and your career and, you know, et cetera. So when we were younger, like he really kind of shit on some of the things. Like I remember one time he like, he said something to me about like uh, the fact that like I can't name like such and such, but I can tell you all the stats of all the different Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was funny, like for him to bring it up, like Magic the Gathering. I was, I don't know if it was like he was trying to like relate to me, even though I haven't played Magic the Gathering in like seven years now, really. But um, yeah, we we got to talking about it a little bit, and we were talking about the prices of like some of the cards and stuff that have come out, and like how ridiculous it is. And so in that moment. I talked about how back, like when I was in, you know, like community college, I think it was my second semester, I sold off some magic cards to pay for that second semester of community college. So this would have been 2004. And I went and I started looking up some of those magic cards while we were sitting there talking. And holy fucking shit, if I had held on to that shit right now, I could have easily paid off my house tomorrow. Oh, damn. Not to make you feel bad. It was one semester of community college. If I had held on, could have already paid off my house plus some. One of the cards that I sold for like 150 bucks on the on this website, $8,000. 
Yep. Jesus Christ. I, I sold two of this other one. They're worth 4K each. Uh, I had four of the of the Moxes, which are selling for about $7,000 each. A um, couple other random things. Like, all in all, if I had taken the shit that I sold that night for like probably like $1,100 to pay for one semester of community college that I didn't you know, even end up finishing, uh, you know, I never finished a degree in anything. Yeah, if I had held on to that shit, my house would be paid off right now. And I just look back on that. It's like you you never know. You know, like I had an idea that like I I mean I knew stuff went up in time over time. But the thing about those particular cards is they were printed back in the early nineties and they were printed in a way that like they're not like legally allowed to print them again. Because there was like a lawsuit back in the day. Like they had printed kind of like a collector's edition type of set. And the people who owned the cards got pissed off because it devalued their their cards that they already had. So there was like a lawsuit and like Wizards of the Coast agreed to not reprint cards from like a certain point forward. And I think with a certain rarity, you know, so those cards fall into that line. So they're like, they're the most expensive in the game and they'll never be reprinted in any way. So, you know, as time goes on, you know, cards get damaged, lost, stolen. So, like, the, the supply diminishes and the, the demand increases. So, yeah, those cards, man, over the last 17 years have just skyrocketed. And, our, and you know, and, like, all cards right now are selling at an insane premium. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wonder what, has, what, is, what is driving that. I think part of it really is just... I think like the, the all right, so magic has always been popular. Like it never sure. really declined. The reality but like is you sold so many cars to get make the down payment on your car. When, you know what I'm saying? When you got out the game, uh, yeah, game, right, yeah. I, and at that point too, like I'd had a diminished collection because I already had sold out. Like that was the second time I sold out, and at that point too, I'd already cleared out a lot of stuff. Like I had sold some cards to my buddy when I was living in his house. Like when I knew that I was kind of dwindling. Like my time, I sold him a bunch of stuff to pay for like two months worth of rent, and just cause like and just because like I knew that like he wanted the cards and I didn't want them anymore, and I, you know I I felt it was a fair trade, you know, because I was gonna get money either way. So like I'd already started to dwindle by the time that we went to that show, and like I sold all those cards for the down payment of that car. But that was that was the second time because I had played back in high school and in the, like in the early part of my college, and then I quit for a couple years. So like. I got back into it, but like I didn't have everything that I'd had prior, so that was like that, that second time. That was just my second collection. If I'd had everything from the whole time, man, it, it'd be fucking ridiculous. Um, but like to say why it's so popular, I think part of it is like the pandemic really got people looking back into their hobbies, yeah. and like our our generation. Like, you know, our adults now with money. And so we have that, like, quote unquote, disposable income to go back and enjoy our hobbies again. It's like why video game systems and stuff get so expensive. We're going back and rebuying the shit that we had when we were younger. And I think so many people did it in such force, partially because of, like, the YouTube craze with, like, the Paul brother and, you know, other creators on there going and opening those nostalgic sets and stuff. The supply, again, started dwindling and the demand was skyrocketing. So it's the same principle. Um, that's why, like, the, the Jake Paul came out with a $300,000 Charizard around his neck. Which part of me, like, I don't, 
I get, but I also don't get because like Pokemon is a worldwide phenomenon. Like it's been around, you know, 25 years or whatever the hell it is at this point. Charizard, like that card is probably is the, the most sought after card because, you know, his first set, first edition, holographic, iconic, you know, Pokemon monster. But like at the end of the day, it's just a fucking card, man. Like 300K for that. That's three of my house. I'd rather have three houses than that card. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 so weird. You know, uh, uh, it came to it that uh, Target just finally just said put the plug and stop selling uh, Pokemon cards because it gotten to a point where people basically Target was selling Pokemon cards on Fridays. People would line up, they would open at eight o'clock, they'd say you can buy X amount of cards, and that's what's up. But it had been getting it, it had been getting violent. People were bringing guns. What? Yeah. And, and, and Target. This ain't Walmart. And Target finally had to say. We just we don't sell cards here anymore. Walmart, Nine Walmart. millimeter, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting how uh, how that that also has become a, a, an issue. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's wild. The the collecting game is 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 so is so outrageously priced. Like I I, I bought box of a couple of magic cards that he that he liked. Just for was it your birthday or Christmas? I don't know what that was for. I think you gave it to me for Christmas. They're literally right here. Oh well, there you go. Uh, and so, uh, and see, like, in the one that you bought, this is this wasn't like quote unquote the real copy. This yeah. one was out of like a, they had created like a special. So they had like world championship tournaments back. Like, well, they have them every year up until COVID. But um, what they would do back in the day is they would take like the the winning deck and I think the runner up deck too for a while, and they would make like a special little like relive the the final match collectors battle deck set with them so like it has like a different backing so it's not legal for tournament play it's kind of just like a collector's item but like the value of them isn't worth like what the playable card is but it's still a nice little piece of history yeah well like i said i didn't they didn't cost an arm and a leg i'm saying i i, I, I like one of them like the shipping costs more than the card you know what i'm saying so but but i wonder now if i went to go look again have they gone up in value? Not not because of, of you know saying whatever, but I wonder if something has changed in, in just the meanwhile where I, where that person who was selling those cards is like, hell no, I can flip these holes for X amount more, you know? Yeah, I, I highly doubt it with those particular ones because those ones have more sentimental value than for sure. Like the like the instigator gang one that just has value to me because that was the card that got me onto that pro tour. Yeah, but like the card itself, outside of like in that format. It didn't have value anywhere else. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's a that's a wild one. But but but, but so would you, would your pop say after all of that after you uh, put them on like uh, uh they they kind of had the similar reaction that you guys did of like oh my god that sucks but you know it is what it is sorry <laughs> sorry to make you feel bad I was just I was just I'm just I'm I'm. I was thinking the same thing about some of my toys. Like, man, if I didn't open them and didn't lose some of their hands. I got, I don't know if you, well, yeah, you can, because I'm actually leading it away. There are three toys right behind me right now. It's uh, Captain America, that's Wanda, and that's uh, White Vision. White Vision. <laughs> Vishon. And uh, I, I, I need to open them. I need to quit bullshit with, my, with these things and just start opening them and having a good time with them because I'm never going to sell them. It's just never going to be a thing I do. I'm not going to be the dude who flips them hoes. 
or anything like that there. So I might as well just open them and have, a, have fun with them. You know what I'm saying? That's a dope-ass frog. It's frog, man. I don't know his work. It's some kind of Marvel dude. Oh, uh, he's a... Uh, God, I think he's like a a Daredevil uh, rogue. Villain. Or yeah. friend, I don't know. Friend of fellow bitch. Y'all seen that new uh, He-Man uh, trailer? I don't know if no, I, I have not. No. Oh, that new that new He-Man look like it's gonna be hitting. I I gotta give it up, man. So. The, this is the second He-Man, He-Man reboot. It's the third. Third or fourth. Third. Yeah, yeah. There, if you go to the official He-Man channel, you can see the uh, second one and the original series. And then they made a remake on Cartoon Network some years ago, and now this is the fourth one. So, yeah. This, but it's not like the it's not like Shira, the new Shira, which is actually a very good. I don't know if you guys watch the new Shira, but it's very good. But it's like it's super well animated. It has a very anime kind of generalized look to it, but it looks real fun. And of course, the trailer had "I Need a Hero" playing over it, so that shit looked hype as fuck. I need mm-hmm. a hero. That go that that song that song Yo, goes. Yeah, it does. Was that Bonnie Tyler? I'd look it up, but. <laughs> Well, this gotta be strong, and this gotta be strong. I think they they used that in the trailer for a video game recently, right? They used that in the trailer for two video games. They used it for uh, the the uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy video game, and uh, ah, fuck, is another one they used that for. And that, that was that was the joke at the at, during E three was like, man, that that song is really blowing up right now because it'll be because the He Man trailer had just come out maybe a week before that. Yeah, because like I. It's stuck in my head, but I can't remember where I've heard it. But it was like something high energy, like action packed commercial, like. But I just can't like picture it. It's funny. Jamie Fox has a um, a show on Fox um, called Beat Shazam. I saw that the other day. I'm like Oscar winner Jamie Fox is hosting a t- uh, game show. He's yeah, hosted is. that show for many years. It is indeed Bonnie Tyler. I was right. Check me out. All right. Also, yeah, that goes music back expert. To- that goes back to Box's point from a couple weeks ago that it used to be that you had TV stars, you had movie stars, and now you just have actors who do what they mm-hmm. want to do when they want to do it. I kind of feel like... What is that shit called? A whole something. It's a, it's like a wipeout game mixed with a, with miniature golf. Mm. <laughs> Holy moly. Holy moly. Holy moly is indeed yes. what it's called. Ah. And if you got if you got a, a Hulu, I would tell you to go check that shit out. Isn't that shit hosted by like John Cena or something? It's pretty great. No. No, he hosts Wipeout now when the cold okay. on TBS. Yeah, but I kind of feel like that Jamie Foxx show, like he does host it, but his daughter is the DJ on that show. So I think yeah. he was uh, kind of giving his uh, his daughter some shine too. That's dope. Like, um, I mean, it's a fun show. Um, and like, like uh, he he also has a Netflix show. So you know, spreading the wealth, spreading the moves. Yeah, holy moly, ABC, Hulu, Yankee. I'll tell you, go check it out on Hulu if you get a chance. H O L E Y. Who host that? Uh, it's a couple of different, depending on the season. So this, uh, at, at one point, uh, Steph Curry was the is, was 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 your was your golf pro, and then the season I started watching, which I think is the second season. I think only season two and three are available on Hulu. They were like it's animated Steph Curry because Steph Curry couldn't be 
couldn't be in the series that time around, <laughs> so they had they had an animated version of him. So that's that was his little penny. Yeah, yeah. So that that it was that was kind of fun. But I I actually like I said Jack watched a bit of it and I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, let's see as we as we proceed. Like I said. Uh, at this point, audience, I don't know if Gabe's recording is happening. It says not recording, but I'm hoping it's all working out on the back end of this new service we're trying out. I'm saying funny shit, if you can hear it. And, and if not, then uh, you're going to have an episode that is interesting as fuck. Because yeah. at some point, my man fell off and uh, he'll, he'll just be missing from the show. Or you know, I'll have to just have bring through those um, those roulette Doritos and we uh, <laughs> we record live. I got I got uh, the the witch called bags up on the, on the thing right now, so it's also the good. But while I can, I'm uh, uh, before we uh, start heading out out the out the door, I just want to see what what have y'all been playing, if anything, because I like to know. Uh, I've played Call of Duty every day for the last six days, except today. Um, what that, that, that KD do? Oh, it's it's getting worse. it's definitely getting worse but i mean part of it's like i'm not good part of it's like cheating is so bad in that game sometimes like part of it too is like you know like you play with different people and each person plays differently so like some nights the squads are different like are different in a way where like i'm not used to playing with some of the people all the time so it's like i have to get used to their play style and so things don't always go the same way and then, like, sometimes there's fighting, like, with people arguing about what, you know, it's it, it's a different bag every time, you know? Yeah. You th- uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you can get uh, get you a, I wonder if you if you had a dedicated squad, like, you know what I'm saying, these three motherfuckers is who we, we is how we get down, would y'all, I would mean, y'all run something, like run we, a tighter ship? We, I kind of have that in a way where, like, I have people that I play with more than the others, but, like, sometimes, like, one person can't get out for a little while or, you know, we're only running trios because of it or, you know, someone's over here and we were flip-flopping or, like, I'm the only one on that night, so I'm playing with the other people that I don't normally play with. Like, you know, I, I have, like, a couple people I do mainly play with, but, like, last night it was, like, we actually got into an argument, like, me and the one dude. Um, like, we were we were huddled up in the stadium in this hallway. We're holding down the office in the hallway and – He's watching the stairs, and I'm watching the top of the stairs and the, the door to the office. And the other guys like running around, like um, checking things. And we get it, we get pushed, and like the the guy go in front of me goes down. I step up to try and help and keep him alive, and then you know, like I go down, and then we end up all getting killed. And then, like my buddy's like f- fucking complaining about like people not holding their positions and you know like all these different things and i'm just like dude i'm like i was in the same fucking spot for the last 10 minutes i'm like the only time i left was to play it up when i took hits i'm like i killed three fucking people (laughs) i'm like and in the end there i went down because i stepped up after daryl went down i'm like i don't know what more you fucking want me to do (laughs) he's like we could have won that game i'm like yeah we could have but we didn't. <laughs> we can shit happens. Win all these games. Like, yeah, I'm like, we finished fourth. Like, it happens. I'm like, I, I, I was like, I was so irritated because it was just like, he always, he always gets mad, and then it's like, 
he, he says shit and he contradicts himself. It's like sometimes he's just like, oh, well, when we land off the helicopter, we shouldn't all land together. And then it's just like the next time he dies because three people around him, he's like, we need to be closer when we land. I'm like, you can't, <laughs> you can't have it both ways. You know, like you can't be like yelling at me to like attack the people that are pushing you, but then also tell me to revive you. Cause you're down. Like I can't shoot the gun and stick the needle into your stomach at the same time. You got to pick a fucking lane. Oh, man. <laughs> ah, love it. I am not much of a multiplayer, a multiplayer guy. Every now and again, I, 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 I play Fortnite still. I actually am a, a, a Fortnite crew member. So I actually, uh, do the monthly, uh, on, on, uh, uh Payment on Fortnite, which is why I get Loki in Fortnite uh, starting today. As a matter of fact, I can go upload oh. him right now. <laughs> what will Loki be doing? It, basically, in Fortnite, it's just skins, and like, <laughs> and, like and, he'll, and he'll have he'll, he'll probably come with uh, he'll come with uh, his own pickaxe and all that good shit and his own uh, Loki pokey stick. Yeah, so I saw like a YouTube video of people playing Fortnite, like the the battle royale part of it or whatever. Yeah. And that shit looked weird as fuck to me, with like the walls popping up randomly and all that kind of yeah. shit. It's like so. Xander is a sick, sick killer in Fortnite. My child can get out there and murder, <laughs> but he can't build for shit. And when it when it's people when it's when it's if it's him versus a builder, it's almost always the builder gonna get him because they will throw up a fucking you know, the whole goddamn six bedroom mansion around themselves and. They come sneaking around or sneaking up and over, and that's how they, that's they, they'll get the high ground, and that's how they'll get them. But if it's just if it's gun to gun, like yeah, he's be bonkers. So it's it's funny that way. Like he was playing the other weekend because I I fucked around for a while, then he just jumped on. Was like fuck it, I'll play. And he walked away with like four battle royales. I mean four four victory royales as I sat there, and I'm just like yeah, you are nasty with yours, and it's like ridiculous. He just is good, but. His old man, not so much. I play war. I play with the one where it's just basically fifty versus fifty, and you just die and you get revived. You keep it's basically deathmatch. It's, it's 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 literally just pretty much OT. I, like I like deathmatch because like sometimes shit happens and you get killed, but like you can come back and like redeem yourself in that match. Yep. Whereas like the battle royales, man, like I'm walking on eggshells the whole time because like you die and it like sets your team back so much because either your team gets wiped. Or like they have to spend resources to bring me back, and at that point you're playing from behind because then you got to build up your resources again and try and get your your loadout guns and shit. Where like I like that, like I love Halo Deathmatch because mm-hmm. like I could die a couple times, but I could still put up like ten kills, like you know, like a ten three ratio in that game is good, you know, yeah, like. Yeah. So that's what that's that's how that's how I end up, that's how I play Fortnite, where Xander just plays straight at the battle royale mode. So I'm just I'm like a. Like just to have a good time. Let's let's all go play and have some fun. Let's get some deathmatch popping. That's what I do. I have been playing uh, Metro Exodus. I uh, I got it because it, it it got a it got a Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five update to their new universal uh, lighting system, and so it looks amazing. And I got way further. I've gotten way further this time because I played it before when it first came out. It was on a uh, Game Pass, so I played it for free. But I actually had to buy it this time. But I got it for cheap. And uh, I'm very much having a good time with it, and I uh, I don't know if I'm I'm I'm, I'm near to finishing or anything like that there, but I have that's what I've been playing. Have been playing. I haven't been playing too much like during the week here, but I, I, I'll get back to it this weekend because we got a three day weekend, so I will I will fuck around and get back in there. 
Uh, today I found out that they are uh, doing a PlayStation 5 upgrade to Ghost of Tsushima, which is which was my game of the year last year. It's my favorite game I played last year, and which means I'm about to have to give Sony 70 more dollars, or I can actually give them 30 dollars to upgrade. But I like having the disc. I'm a collector of that of of, of that type, so I, I like buying shit. So I'll probably go end up slipping Sony another 70 damn dollars so I can buy the uh, buy that buy that joint, but. That's just and, that's just me being dumb. And that's the game. Um, that's the game I've been playing, not the the game of the year version or the director's cut. But I just started playing a regular version, and uh, me and the boys have been playing cars again. Nice. I like that. That, that car. That cars game sounds fun. Um. Yeah. I. I mean, if you can find it, I mean, which is you know, it's pretty inexpensive. I would recommend. Um, I think you will have fun with it too. That's what's up with that. So, uh. Have you been playing anything, Gabe? No. Been too busy. I can dig that. Actually, I'm just going to go. For whatever reason, I can find my saved Emma the Assholes on my iPad. I cannot find them on the desktop version of Reddit. Maybe there's something about the desktop version of Reddit that, uh. is simply not allowing it. While we're recording this, the Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from the NBA Finals. Yep, yep, yep. I am. Uh, I find that I was actually going to talk about that because I, what I find interesting is no Trey Young the other night. Atlanta just goes off and win. No Giannis tonight, and then the Bucks go off and win. It's interesting how these te- what these teams can do without their superstar without their superstar players, and then what couldn't happen for the, the for the Clippers with just PG. You know what I'm saying? PG, well, Reggie Jackson was over here trying to be Mr. June, so respect due to him. But I found that to be interesting how how this playoffs has just played out when it comes to injuries and the like. So, well, props to the Bucks, man. I would like to see a, 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 a I feel a Bucks Suns uh, final would be a, a good time. Yeah, I I am uh, hoping for it because there was a clip last week of uh People from ESPN's I saw that. first egg show uh, openly shitting on small markets and rooting for not them to win because they don't want to go to their cities for the finals. Eat a bag of fucking dicks. Who said that shit? Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith and Jalen Rose's wife. Oh. Yeah, the, she's the host on the show. Um, her name escapes me at the moment. Uh, Molly, well, Molly... Karam Rose or something like that. They like, yeah, they, there was like a clip. I, I saw it because like a Milwaukee Bucks report news guy had tweeted it out, and then someone from like one of the Cabs forums I followed like retweeted it. And uh, yeah, they like they were just like just straight up just like just bashing small markets and like talk about like not wanting to go there, like you know, for the, the final shows and shit. And like people like on the tweet were like being like uh, from Milwaukee were like, well, yeah, good, we don't want you here anyway. Molly Querum, Q E R I M. I don't Yeah. Know. It's the same shit that like Stephen A's been pulling all these years where it's like, you know, like when the Cavs were in the finals against the Warriors, it's like yeah, he openly don't want to come to Cleveland. It's like he wants to go to LA and New York and Miami. Like we get it, like, you know. My you don't go. Go yeah. go, go take go take a catch a flight and go there and don't bother with the commentating anymore then. Half Italian, half Albanian. I was wondering what she was because she looked, you know, some kind of foreign, mm. as we've been known to say. So, half Bam Bam, half uh, <laughs> whatever. 
All right, let me let me just rat, rattle off a couple of Amateur Assholes. You pick it, we go. All right. And I award is law. For telling my grandparents why I didn't invite my parents or siblings to my wedding. Am I the asshole for firing a man for refusing to make my, a delivery? Am I the asshole for calling my mom a hypocrite when she said that she is always on time, unlike some people? Oh, wow. Am I the asshole for refusing to disinvite my former stepmom to my wedding? Am I the asshole for telling my sister her being a stay-at-home mom is a joke and she's just selfish? Yeah, you're an asshole. Am I the asshole for being upset with my POC girlfriend because she only focuses on the negative racist parts of our vacation? I kind of want to hear that. Am I the asshole for not letting my female friend come to my boys' night? Am I the asshole for wanting my girlfriend to wear adult diapers? Okay. Am I the asshole for not letting my friend read secret letters my great uncle received from his secret lover? Hmm. Secret lovers. <laughs> Am I the yeah. asshole for refusing to meet the kid of my ex-friend? The kid idolizes me. And am I the asshole for not giving in to my racist mother? Is Kevin back? Kevin is attacking the cat right now. That's all that noise. <laughs> okay. I thought Knock it was it like a kid. Door. I thought it was like a kid banging a trash can or something. <laughs> no, they're just, they're just going back and forth. Mm. All right, so I feel like the one about the secret love letters, that's just invasive. I wouldn't want someone to read that shit if it were me, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, Is this some kind of sexual fetish for her to want the adult (laughs) diapers to be read, Warren? um, I'm thinking... um, I actually don't think that's what it was. I think I read a little bit of that, and it was uh, uh, um, not that. I've heard um, like women have to wear adult, um, adult diapers during their period. So maybe go with that one so we can figure it out. Cause yes, that one's like the most puzzling of all the titles. I think. Uh, all we have to guess who's the asshole if they're an asshole or not beforehand. I, I, I really want to read the one about the negative racist parts of vacation. <laughs> well, do like George Clooney, one for you and one for us. It's all good. Am the asshole for wanting my girlfriend to wear adult diapers? I have, like I said, I've read a tiny bit of this, so I cannot judge. I'll let you guys judge. Okay, uh, okay I'm gonna go with <laughs> asshole. I'm gonna second that. I'm gonna go with not the asshole. For the record, Reddit says not the asshole. Am I the asshole for wanting my girlfriend to wear adult diapers? I'm a 26 year old male. My girlfriend, 23, of three years, has shown some changes in her bodily functions. At least once a week, she wets the bed. Uh... It all started a few months ago. I used to wake up in the middle of the night, help her clean herself up, strip the bed down, lay down towels to absorb what was left, but I don't anymore. It started happening more and more frequently. Well, this is fine. Well, this fine morning, I wake up two hours before I need to, to the warm, wet embrace that is her wetting the bed in her sleep again. I scoop close to the edge of the bed on my side and I wake her and let her know that she wet the bed again and roll over and at the bed and roll over to go back to sleep. She notices and starts scooting over toward me. I told oh. her, no, she should stay on her side of the bed. <laughs> she got upset that I wanted her to stay in urine and got up, went to the restroom, came back and 10 minutes later and threw a towel over it and got back in bed. 
So now today, I t- they, they sleep on a pissy mattress. That's I terrible. Mean. So now, today, I told her I believe it's due to her alcohol consumption right before bed. Uh, she drunk piss in the bed. Oh. Makes perfect sense. But she refused to give up the bottle. She says this shouldn't be this should be a judgment-free zone. And if she wants to drink in her own home at night, she should be allowed to do so. That ain't the her, same thing, baby. I told her the drinking is fine, but just lower the amount. I wasn't trying to ban her from alcohol, but this phrasing now makes me think I might should. I might should. This nigga wrote, I might should. <laughs> she like she might have a slight addiction. Slight. Anyways, I suggested next then we either get bed pads or for her to lay on a on a night or adult diapers for her to wear to bed or maybe even do both. She's a heavy wetter. She wouldn't have to wear them during the day, obviously. It's just going to bed at night. She said that it's too embarrassing to even ask to wear them and that it's out of the question and stormed out of the room. I can tell she's upset with me over it all, but I'm just tired of waking up covered in pee. <laughs> I'm upset too. I feel like she's not trying to do anything to fix her bladder problems. So, Reddit, I ask you, am I the asshole? Now, there are three edits here, so let's go right. the edits. Edit one. For those commenting on the smell, I deep clean the furniture. I deep clean furniture for a living, ironically. And thankfully, getting urine out of a mattress is nothing new to me. Just tired of waking up to it, making waking up in it and having to deep clean so frequently in my own home. I'm a little more than a clean freak, but not quite a germaphobe. Edit two. She does have other mental health issues, trying to keep some details to a minimum because she uses Reddit as well. Edit three. Go away. Edit three. There's been plenty of red flags. Get at me, dog. <laughs> what you really want? <laughs> There's been plenty of red flags and plenty of reasons for me to leave her. I don't for one simple reason. Love is blind. It may sound cliche, but I love her and want to help her work through her problems. It is a very long uphill battle getting her to want to help herself. She's experienced several traumas in life. She sees a therapist, but her visits die to only once monthly. Sometimes once every two months due to, due to the pandemic. I want to talk to her about talk, talking with her therapist about all this to see if she could shine some light on it for her. But I honestly don't know if she'd be too embarrassed to tell her that she wets the bed now on top of her other issues with her mental state. She's a freaking bad, isn't she? I don't know if that was brought up in the post. Uh, the thing I'm, just, that, I'm just guessing. It's, I'm reading between the lines. The thing that, that like like shocked me a little bit there was the uh, embarrassing, too embarrassing to wear an adult diaper to bed. Like, you're in your own fucking home. Like, if you don't tell anybody, ain't no one going to know. Exactly. Uh, you're saying it's more embarrassing to wear a diaper than to piss the bed at 23? I, I, I kind of think, like, she's complacent. Like, I'm just going to throw a fucking towel on there and go back to sleep. Man, leave her. Yes. Um, you know what? Yes, I had almost considered saying she wasn't the asshole, but that she's just in a bad way. But this bitch laying a towel down and laying in her pissy ass bed. She's an asshole. Okay, I agree with that. She's the and, asshole. An and, and alcoholic asshole. And uh, that shit is not a hot look. So, uh, 
Yeah, because that towel ain't going to do nothing but get wet, too. Then you're just going to be pissy on the double level. I'm not even gonna read any. I'm not gonna even bother reading with any comments. I think we have come to terms on that one. They don't got a. They don't got a top comment. What I already unsaved it, so I just let it be. There was no. There was no comment that was like just you know glowing like they do. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's so cool. I, but uh, like I said, Reddit had agreed that he was uh, not the asshole, or they were not the asshole. I don't know if that was a man or woman. So, and I uh, I agree, they are not the asshole. One for one. Last one. Am I the asshole <laughs> for being upset with my? POC girlfriend, person of color, because she only focuses on the negative, racist parts of our vacation. <laughs> this, uh, you can, I have not read this at all, so I will I will sign off and uh, and I and I and I will say, of course you're the asshole for even asking this question. But go on, what y'all think? I think he's an asshole. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. They are an asshole. I feel like I have to be careful what I say here. Um, we're we're guessing. This is a game we play. Fuck that. Yeah, I know, but like, I feel almost like this person's living part of my life. <laughs> Where like, when we talk about things, sometimes I just look at like the story, and then it's like your first reply is like racism, and I'm just like, I I don't know. They were they were grilling hamburgers, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> racist and they grill them technique. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I'll go with asshole, but like, I'm I'm cautious. I'm going to go with not the asshole. Fair enough. I planned a three to four week vacation across Italy from from for, from across Italy from for my girlfriend and I for my bar trip after the bar exam. It was an awesome Instagram worthy trip. I made all the arrangements and paid all the expenses for both of us. Airfare hotels, food, etc. As a Roman history fan, the trip was the highlight of my life. Hmm. My, girlfriend, my girlfriend, 30, 30 female, is an Indian, is Indian, and I'm white, 31 male. And although we visited other European countries, she felt like Italy was the first time she, her first time experiencing racism. We were both born and raised in California where she lived a privileged and sheltered life in a diverse community where racism wasn't an issue to her. My words, but she agrees. Hmm. No one was outwardly racist toward her in Italy. We were joined at the hip, and I definitely would not have been unaware or ignored it. However, she overheard people saying, near us saying Indian in Italian, presumably, talking about her. Italy has South Asian immigrants that, that sell <coughs> tourist stuff and seem to be treated with disdain by Italians. We saw two cops at a train station hassle a male South Asian teen. In general, she felt like there was a racist vibe against South Asians. I get upset with her because she never talks about the good stuff, and her dominant impression of our trip is always. This shit is getting me hated. When I ask her to be positive, her response is that positive is that it's positive because it made her more aware as a person. Oh, she's saying being more aware as a person is a, is a, is a positive outcome from this. It's not necessarily negative. Like, she did teach for America, America slash Peace Corps instead of all the expense paid guided tour through Italy. Oh, like if she did. Okay, I get what he's trying to do there. This also seems dumb to me because we live in the United States where racism is similar, if not worse. 
I've never once heard her before or since Italy talk about the plight of migrants selling oranges on the corners in L.A., which she grew up with. Rather than tell her friends about how she saw the Colosseum, a childhood dream of hers, she tells them they shouldn't go to Italy because it's racist. They're people of color and Italy was on their bucket list. It came up today that one of her family members wanted to go to Italy for their honeymoon, and she made a disgusted face and said, I don't want him to go there for his honeymoon. Her position is that I'm an asshole because I'm white, so I don't understand what it's like to experience racism, and I'll never be able to understand. So I can't be upset that her memories of the trip are mostly negative. She says that even though nothing racist happened to her, the stuff mentioned above awakened her and made it difficult for her to enjoy or remember anything else. She thinks that just because I can focus on the positive doesn't mean she should have to, and she doesn't have to be polite and pretend that it was a happy experience for her. Too long, didn't read. Peace. Person of color girlfriend thinks Italian people are racist, so shit's on our vacation constantly. So, am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend that she shouldn't focus on the racism in Italy and remember our vacation for the positive things? There are two edits. Edit. Appreciate the feedback. Not to debate, but I think people are missing where I say that no one said or did anything to her specifically other than potentially things we couldn't understand, neither of us speak Italian. I handled basically every interaction with people. We both witnessed the racism against others. So in this case, we were her same so in this case were her same ethnicity versus the racism we both witnessed at home where they were not her ethnicity. I don't know what that was meant to say. Maybe there's no difference. But comments sound like people think people were racist toward her and I'm telling her to get over it, which isn't the case. Edit two. Guess I'm the asshole. Good to know and appreciate. <laughs> good to know and appreciate uh, the thoughtful responses. Not so much the knee-jerk, excessively hostile ones, but okay, it's Reddit. I'm not going to check this anymore, but have fun. All right, he's an yeah. asshole. Yeah, he was, he was definitely an asshole. It was just like the, the way he was responding was just making me increasingly angry. Um, like... You pick. I, I've been in situations where, like, you pick up on stuff, and people might not be doing shit directly to you, but like seeing the way other people treat a person who might not even be your same ethnicity, but like uh, a different person of color or a person that's in your same economical demographic, that just make you feel like if I wasn't the one standing in this hotel right now you would be treating me like that and the shit makes you feel uncomfortable the whole time and makes you not enjoy the space you're in so supposedly supposed to be on vacation like and you feel that shit the whole time it's it's a terrible feeling i've i've experienced some things very close to that so and it was a terrible experience that uh, one of the responses is, seriously, I'm a woman of color and travel a lot. Italy was probably the place I experienced the most racism. Some respond to that person saying, I honestly wouldn't have guessed that. I assume here, maybe here, U.S., as a woman of color, did you find being a woman added more problems too? I'm a travel junkie woman, but a bit nervous about how various places treat an unaccompanied woman. Honestly, and the person responded to that, honestly, tons of creep, creeps, mostly just in passing, 
Never experience any actual aggression. As long as you're assertive, you'll be fine. But I'm also not American. You're the asshole. Your girlfriend had a different experience than you did on the trip. She didn't enjoy it. She's allowed to go somewhere and not enjoy it. And she should have, shouldn't have to censor her thoughts on the trip because you think she should have just ignored the racism she witnessed. By the way, I know a handful of people who went to Italy for a study abroad trip and they literally said the black girls they were, they were with were literally not allowed in bars or clubs there. Wow. So it's, not just your, it's not just your girlfriend that saw these things. Responding to your edit, we all read the post in full. No one missed anything. I'm concerned for how you would handle raising mixed children if you ever chose to have babies with your girlfriend. Wow. You have, you have downplayed her experiences so much and seem to think witnessing racism against people that look like her is no big deal. That's a bit too far. <laughs> like, you don't need to be telling this person about they shouldn't have kids or not. And I, for once, I'm not telling these people to break up like I normally do. So... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a stretch, but it ain't a far stretch, man. Nah, it's 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 worth thinking about. Uh, there's a comic, uh, Christine Walkershaw, and uh, she had a, a blog post some years back about her experience traveling to Italy and uh, how it ended in a basically a sexual assault in a bathroom. Man, and. Uh, Basically, the, the the dude cornered her in a stall and just, and just jacked off at her. Oh. And uh, and upon her, I guess you know what I'm saying. And uh, oh. She said she was wildly embarrassed and couldn't even tell her partner at the time what had happened and so forth. So, uh, Italy was already on the list of no, uh, no sir to me. To me, you know what I'm saying. It's my own personal uh, whatever, whatever. But uh, whatever, whatever. Man, can't fuck with it. So there you go. How was that with the asshole this week? Those are sad and assholey in both accounts, and uh, I will try to find funnier ones next week. Sorry. Those have been sitting in the iPad for a while now. Yep. They were interesting. We'll go with that. <laughs> I guess that's a way we can look at that. <laughs> but uh, we did it. We did a show. Oddly enough, it's the first one we've done remotely since uh, since uh, of, of vac- being vaccinated, all being vaccinated and passed through and so forth. So it's interesting to uh, do this this way again. We're using a new service called Isis.f. No, no, Iris.fm. Uh, it works similarly to the way Riverside worked, and already we're having problems with it tonight. So will we keep using Iris next week. We'll see how this recording goes. <laughs> Just want if, the world to see me. if you were wondering why I set the uh, set the show off with the uh, uh, the vapors by Biz Marquis, because Biz Marquis is uh, apparently in hospice care and may not be long for this world. And big uh, uh, up to Biz Marquis for being just an amazingly gifted and talented MC, beatboxer, artist in general. And uh, I, I, I hope for miracles and that you pull through and that, that you make it before it, and that you make it through. You know, be I forgive you for being mean to me in Tower of City, Biz Marquis. We'll go with that. But you know what it is. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show wherever possible. Please subscribe to the YouTube and Twitch channels and follow us on Twitter. If you want to support the show financially and have a few bucks to throw us away, you can join our Patreon where members at the $5 and above tier get extra content each month and early access to new shows. I need to give our new uh, high level patrons some more old episodes. Let's remind you to do that. We also have merch available over at tpublic.com slash user slash stage crunchy milk all one word. They have been crushing it with sales lately. So if you go to Tpublic and you're like, 
ah, that's a little pricey. Just wait a couple of days. That 35% sale seems to just keep rolling around. And they seem to keep it going a little longer every time. So, And then when you buy, sometimes they send you 35% off coupons because they sent me one um, not so long ago. So that's what's up. And plus, like I said, we got some, got some great designs up there and so forth right now. But our, pride design, our pride design is still everywhere on our... Uh, on our on our social medias and like that, and I'm just and that's just because I'm not like it's July. Fuck it, I'm pulling it all down. It's, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm I, I love that logo and I love that design. I might I might need to just have her make a, a regular one like that. Regular, you know what I mean. I, I, not a pride design like that, just because I fuck with the way it looks. It br- it brings something to our 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 swag. I like it a lot. Uh. And feel free. Give us a call. 216-302-8763. That's 216-302-8-POD. We certainly love to hear from you. Uh, that is Tatum216. Uh, hello. <laughs> chip, chip. No, that. That is Lunchbox209. I stayed awake for the whole thing. I didn't think you would fall asleep. You stay up a, 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 a late enough now. Probably You're shot. yawning a lot, but... You're awake. <laughs> yeah, my allergies are bothering me today. So. Oh man, you wake up. You've been waking up with sticky eyes too. Oh yeah. I think I think at this part of the season, it changes the type of pollen and the type of shit in the air. So it's almost like I should. We should probably be switching our allergy medicine because you know what I'm saying. Or you have to build. Or you have to build up the histamines to the new shit. Uh, new shit. Xander, new shit. Xander's been having trouble with with with, with, the, with the allergies as well. That is a man who you might or might not be hearing right now, the real ODP. I hope you hear him. He said, hope- that, he said a very poignant, poignant Bill Cosby joke that I think finally um, could change the world. <laughs> uh, me, I am the Internet Sabriel 713. You have just been podcast to, and I'm certain you loved it. I'm positive. We'll catch you next week. Peace. I love having you. You need to be beautiful.